0: Hello, my beautiful people. Apparently, I haven't podcasted in four days. <laughs> uh, time got away from me. I've been having a lot of fun for the most part. i um, just been spending time with people that I love and doing some revamping. The latest one was my wardrobe, which was so much fun, but also came with so many breakthroughs as someone who is at this point gender fluid. I'm still figuring it out. I call myself non-binary and I go by she, they. I don't think I'll ever go by he, but I like being called handsome. It's really interesting. It's a whole thing. Um, But I... Got new clothes for winter, because I needed them anyway, but I also got a a mix of mask and femme clothes, both from the men's section and the women's section. Again, I'm using these terms lightly, loosely, not lightly, um, because that's what society labels them as, but I don't think clothing has a gender. But anyways, typically more masculine-coated clothing. Um, And it was so interesting putting it on, because... I felt super comfy, but I also looked really masked, and so it was not confusing in a bad way, just in a surprising way. Like, I'd never seen myself look that way before, and I wasn't expecting to like it so much. And then um, my best friend and I, you know, went shopping in a couple stores and then came home and went through my entire closet. And we started noticing this pattern of clothing that I needed to get rid of because it never felt comfy to me and i feel like we're not always taught how to analyze stuff like that i just finally put two and two together that a certain section of my wardrobe was all about masking and some people may or may not know what that is but especially for people who are autistic or believe that they are autistic or on the adhd spectrum or whatever else just neurodivergent in general um we often You know start our childhood being the weirdos and then we learn how to be accepted by society by putting on what we call a mask we learn how to act how to talk how to dress how to be in the world that is a more safe version of ourselves Um, and we hide away a lot of our authenticity because it it often ostracized us and so we want to feel safe and included and And then we carry that into adulthood, and so I think I had done that and not even realized, but a lot of my masks were um, either flowy or loose-fitting florals that were very, very loud florals. Um, There were a few items of clothing that I kept that still had flowers on them, but they were like a much smaller print, and they just actually accentuated my body instead of trying to hide it. But I realized that I had picked those articles of clothing throughout the years because it's what I assumed was acceptably feminine. Um and I'm not sure where that like came from and I'm not sure how it got perpetuated for so long. But getting rid of all of it and then getting all this new stuff that just fits really well and it's all my favorite colors and I used to think that I was pretty good at picking clothes that made me feel good. And like sometimes I was, but this was just a whole nother exploration of no self-imposed boundaries or societal imposed boundaries and just letting myself try things on because for a long time I was feeling like this weird dichotomy of uncomfortable in dresses but also at work they're the easiest thing to just throw on and so I had a handful of dresses that I just had gotten used to basically being like a little uniform for work I would just throw it on put some shoes on go out the door but it didn't i didn't notice until saturday Uh, they were a costume they weren't an article of clothing that i enjoyed wearing which is really difficult to figure out sometimes so that was one of the big epiphanies that i had and then talking to another friend had a few more i don't remember all of them honestly i should have written them down but Just realizing that there's a part of me that doesn't believe I deserve to be happy or is scared of success. And, like, I've explored those ideas before, but I think they're more potent than I want to admit right now. Um, And I want to work on that and through that and believe that I deserve to be happy. There's some guilt around that, especially with um, a divorce, I really feel like I should be sad all the time, or grieving all the time, or not exploring all these amazing, wonderful, rich things in life. But why? For what? For who? Like, I yeah, I've had grieving, I've had crying, I am still feeling a lot of anger and stuff that I'm going to be working through, and I have my therapist, and I'm sure it's going to come in waves, but there are hobbies and people and places in my life right now that are just fucking amazing and I want to enjoy them and not feel guilty about it but that's hard when I feel like I should be more torn up and devastated and all I really feel right now is energized I feel like myself again I feel excited about life I feel adventurous I feel sexy like that's new and a lot more often. And I don't want to give that up just because. I feel. Bad. Or guilty. Like. That's so bizarre to say out loud. Like I hear it now. But like that is something I was seriously struggling with. And I probably will continue to struggle with. I'm really thankful for the people in my life that are so self-aware and are brilliant at mirroring back to me the wisdom that I need to hear in the moment. Where I spend time with them and I just feel so much better at the end of it. There's a part of me that doesn't believe I deserve these relationships either. Like, how did I get these? And then one of my friends who feels similarly often is like, because we invest, we put in the work into these relationships. And I'm just feeling that reciprocity. So anyways, it's been an interesting couple of days. Um, I'm excited I'm going to get a haircut. Um, That was another rough thing that happened. I, I went to... Like, it was last Friday, and I was excited to treat myself, and I was going to go get a haircut and get a fade, finally, because one of my friends keeps practically begging me to get one. (laughs) No, but I think I'm going to look really good in it, and I want it for me as well. Um, So I go into, like, a Supercuts that I've gone to multiple times and had a great experience at, and it's affordable, and so that's what I was going to do. And I had a few little weird interactions with the main person, but I figured, um, I just, like, brushed it off, and it was the end of the day, and I was a walk-in, and it was probably just whatever. And then they go back to cutting someone's hair, or the person, like, before me, and at first I'm not listening and stuff, but but then I hear things, like, words like autistic and ADHD, um, and, like... In any context, my brain's going to catch those words. And so I I started listening and basically started out with back in my day, we didn't have all these autistics and then basically tumbled into implying that there needed to be a new uh, genocide of these people. And I am in that group of people. And so I got up to walk out and she was like oh where are you going hun and i was like as an autistic person i'm taking my business elsewhere <laughs> and i walked out and it was so hard because i got in my car and on the way driving home i had a fucking panic attack because my brain was processing what happened i felt very unsafe in that store i felt very angry because this was supposed to be like an energizing celebratory experience for me to like i i grew up with my mom showing me how to do my hair and so for the longest time i've always cut and dyed my own hair for as long as i can remember i've maybe gone to a salon or um, hairdresser two or three times in my entire life and so choosing to go is always a big deal for me this is going to be like the fourth or fifth time i've ever been to one and so there's already a like a, a really small level of mistrust there of like you know, I know what I'm doing, and I know that you've gone to school for this, but also sometimes, like, our communication can get crossed. Anyways, I haven't actually ever had a bad experience with a haircut, but um, still, there's, like, a level of trust that you have to build, and so the fact that that happened, I was so angry and scared at the same time, just filled with it, Um, and by the time I got home, I was barely functioning, and I called one of my best friends and I'm so thankful that they were available for me to just process um but yeah I realized that I want to give my money to a queer establishment if I'm gonna feel safe as a queer person and so I found one and I have an appointment on Wednesday and I'm really excited that um I I'm excited that I'm pretty sure I'm gonna feel safe there and not... I just I didn't want that woman to touch me after she said all those things, obviously. But, like, it was such an interesting, visceral reaction of hearing the conversation, looking around, seeing it all being... Again... It was all older, white men, and none of them were stopping her, and all of them were kind of nodding their heads along in agreement. And so... I really felt unsafe. <laughs> um... It just was, it, it, mm, I didn't want to be in the building anymore. And I'm proud of myself for leaving and I'm proud of myself for saying something. I almost just got up and said nothing. Um, that's new for me. I'm learning how to use my voice even when it's fucking terrifying. Um, I'm learning how to pick out clothing even when I don't know how I'm going to be perceived in multiple situations including work I'm I'm most nervous about work because I do want to start wearing a mix of masculine and feminine clothing and it seems like some people are a little bit more old-fashioned here and oh, it's a it's a journey it's a journey being authentic um and it's interesting that I have more experience being authentic in safe places like either alone or in front of one or two close friends, but I'm now finally exploring how what the, what that even means in the world around people that don't know me. And that's scary. But it's also showing me that I have control over my own actions, which, again, sounds super obvious in the moment, but really, like... There, there was a tiny piece of me that was wrestling with, Hey, like you just made this appointment. Like you should just, you know, not everyone's going to think the same way as you. So you need to sit and get the haircut anyway. It's not even going to take that long. You know, it's not that big of a deal. And then I was like, no, it is a big fucking deal. I don't want this person anywhere near me, let alone touching me. And I don't want to endorse what they're saying. I don't want to pay them. I don't want to give them my money. It's not, I don't want to co-sign any of this. And, um, I'm really thankful that I am listening to myself and removing myself from situations, no matter how small or short-lived, that, that I don't want to be in. I refuse to participate in. So that's where I've been the last couple days I'm gonna try and you know be more regular with this again I am proud of myself for really enjoying my weekend and taking some time off um but I miss you guys I miss showing up and speaking my mind and then hearing from everyone all their little reactions to it so thank you guys so much for reminding me that you lean on this as a as a tool for your self-care and a part of your routines for your days and i want to keep showing up for you guys and thank you to my two friends that i know listen to this because you guys are so special and amazing and wonderful and i know it's illegal to be kind to you guys but i don't care i love you guys so much and thank you for being the inspiration for probably more than half of these episodes I hope you all have a wonderful day. And I <laughs> I promise to be back soon.